Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Disney and Fox could announce a deal very, very soon. Marvel is breaking new genre ground next year, and the Infinity War trailer continues to draw questions and set records. All of that, and more, after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. Oh, Jeff Randall, welcome, my friend. How hey, are you? I am. You I'm here. I am. I, I am. I am. You know? I, I, I think, therefore, I am. I think that I'm a little in shock, actually. Yeah? Because, you know, there was, that that, there was that talk last week of, you know, Disney and Fox talking about uh, there could be a deal coming up. Uh, it's moving fast. The talks are back on. Now there's talk of like something is going to happen next week. Yeah, like the, like if, as soon as next week there is talk of an an announcement happening. Yeah, and that that is like blow your hair back fast. Well, we just don't know how long it was going on. I have a theory that all the stuff that Feige has been saying about how Phase Four will be completely different. I think that has all been clues to say Phase 4 is going to include the X-Men and Fantastic Four. It's going to be Fantastic Four. Yeah. We, I think we, we had mentioned that We've definitely as a possibility about it, yeah. before. We have. <sighs> we have. Um, you know, uh, there was a deal uh, a while ago that we never really saw the, uh, the Marvel part of. Like, we saw... Uh, that Fox got the X-Men TV rights from Marvel. Mm-hmm. And that's how The Gifted came around. Yeah. But, and or, uh, there was, what, another show that's in production? Anyway. Um, yeah, they, they got the TV rights. But uh, what did Marvel get from that? Well, we know for one we thing. We know. We do know they got Ego. Yeah, we know that they got Ego, but they can't be all. I mean, they yeah. They can't be all. TV rights do seem pretty substantial for just the character of Ego, when I guess you could make up any character and make him a celestial-type being that does yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it. there could have been a lot going on with it, and then Disney was just like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and buy the company. Screw it. Yeah. Let's just buy Fox. And, I mean... I, I really... <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Like, I want to do it. I want it to happen. I cannot b- believe we could get movies with like some version of Wolverine running around with Spider-Man, running around with Captain America. It's just it almost makes it more exciting that it's been this long. Like it's been a decade of watching the MCU missing all of its toys. And they're about to have all those toys back in the toy box, you know. Yeah, they are. Uh it's it's we're, we're they're this close to having every Marvel character. It's so are we missing anything? Have they sold off any of the rights that I'm not thinking about? I mean, they don't technically own, like, solely own the rights for Spider-Man. Right. And they don't solely own the rights... To Hulk. To Hulk. Um, That's true. I wish that Sony needs... Sony needs to really just play ball. They're making all these weird villain movies for yeah. Spider-Man without, without Marvel. It seems like they're trying to do it without Marvel's inclusion. And they're making Venom, like on its own yeah. and then black and silver on its own but then like Venom is um, is looking like it's uh, what is it there was a picture that Tom Hardy posted online recently where it looks like he's in almost military attire yeah which is more like the Agent Venom yeah you're comics, thinking right? it might be Agent Venom but it's Eddie Brock it's supposed to be Eddie Brock but it's like they're taking Flash Thompson's backstory yeah or I guess his they, they just story. seem like they're wanting to, they're doing the DC 
where they <laughs> they're, like they're blendering it. They're trying. Well, they're trying to jump. They're putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, Agent Venom is an interesting character because for years he was a villain and the, this kind of awful character that Spider had to fight, and now like taking those powers, putting him in a new person, and seeing like how he can become sort of this anti-hero. Yeah. It doesn't have any it's weight to it. It's about the if, progression. Yeah. Agent Venom has no weight until we get regular Venom. I agree. And I just, I don't think that Sony is, is going about that correctly. But they're going for it. They're going to make... But they're going for it. I mean, I suppose they could make a Venom movie, and then in a few years, maybe we'll maybe we'll see a, di- a different universe Venom that's actually in the MCU. Yeah. Um it's it's fine. It doesn't really hurt my feelings if they, if they want to make like a just offshoot movie that's a what if movie with Venom. That's fine. But I I just you just give it all to Marvel and let Marvel do their thing because <laughs> they're doing it right. Do you think that if Marvel takes if, if if Disney takes possession of all of the Fox properties, are they going to try to keep up with what Fox was doing? Oh no 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 way. I think that the. The Patrick Stewart McAvoy timelines are so damn screwy. Sure, that there's no way that Disney will be like, "Oh, sure, let's just add that in." You know. Well, I I think with Thanos and time travel and da 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 and the reality, reality gem, gem and yeah. Scarlet Witch and like all this stuff could could crash our universes into each other. That it could be very easily could do that. They they could do that. That'd be very comic booky of them. Oh yeah, it might be a little. If it too... starts an incursion, basically. Yeah, well, I'd almost love. Hmm, yeah, like I think the the the, the regular moviegoer could absolutely. <sighs> I keep I keep, sorry, I keep, I keep pausing. <laughs> so like we've known for a long time, they stop. They change the title to the the next Infinity War movie. Yep, it's no longer called Infinity War. Well, it's it's no longer Infinity War Part One and Two, right? We know that uh, they did that a while back. Whereas they thought it was going to be called Infinity War. What if that's our earliest uh, our earliest clues as to this all happening? That was like two years ago or something when they changed the names. Yeah. Uh, what if that was the earliest? Like, what if it's like Infinity Incursion? No. What if it's AVX? What is AVX? Avengers versus X Men. Yeah, that'd be. That'd be great. Wouldn't it? I mean... Um, it would almost be jumping the shark, I feel like. They would have to... Okay. The but wh- if they did it right and had them really fight the X-Men or like... See, the the problem with that is in AVX, in the comics, the, the X-Men had five people in control of a divided Phoenix Force. And that was what was causing the conflict, is that... The Avengers were saying, no, you can't have the Phoenix Force because the Phoenix Force is like the most destructive thing in the universe, whatever, it's going to destroy the planet. So nobody on Earth should have it. And Cyclops, being a douche, was all like, no, we can use this since it's in, you know, five of us spread out, we can use this and and help mutant kind. Right. So if they don't have, you know, the X-Men show up with Phoenix Force, like... That's that, just a reason comic books gave for them to fight. Like, right, right. They can give any reason for them to fight. Like, right. It doesn't have to matter. My, it could be literally Thanos causing uh, causing them to fight. Like, Thanos goes, oh, well, you, you, we need someone to challenge you. Let's bring from this other universe using my Infinity Gauntlet. 
let's let's cause a fight. Well, my the the <laughs> thing I was getting at is that they would take that name but not do the yeah the plot of the comic. They, they very they very well. well what you mean not. they've done? And they've, they've they've X Men fought Avengers more than once. It doesn't have to be called AVX. Yeah, there was I mean there was X Men versus Avengers exactly in the eighties. It can be it can be anything. <laughs> that's and I think that's a more likely title even because it's so it's just on the face of it. Avengers versus the X Men. Yeah. Um, uh, Avengers excursion. Um, <laughs> I get it. Uh, but we could we we could have something like that. But what if that earliest hints of them changing the name? What if that was the earliest talks of them like? What if we could get them in the universe for Avengers four or Avengers? Yeah, Avengers post Avengers three. Basically. Yeah. So what if Avengers three ends with tw- with Fox characters showing up? You know, we had some feedback about something similar to that, and I think that that would tie in nicely. Um, yeah, one of our one of our listeners. Let me find it. Marker me. Sorry. Do do do. It was somebody on Twitter. Oh my god, this one's long. Okay. Shit. Hold on. We we can just do it when we get to it. Here we go. Uh, PayPi101 said to us on Twitter at MCUcast, I have a theory on Avengers 4. What if it was adapting Scarlet Witch's House of M storyline? Uh, she's working mm. with Thanos because he offered her her family and vision because he's dead and fights the Avengers and she sacrifices herself at the end of A4. Like, what if something similar to that happens? Like, everybody dies in Avengers 3 and she goes nuts because of that and rewrites reality and that's the end of Avengers 3. And then in Avengers 4, we get, like, you know, we get everything being different. Uh, you know, vision has skin instead of his weird purpleness and um we get you know x-men come out we get everybody's back alive you know some people don't have powers some people do have powers like whatever all of that could be easily changed like that yeah i think that that would be a really cool way to go from a3 to a4 yeah for sure Absolutely, uh, we we mentioned at the top. That's that's one of the forces that is at at the disposal in Avengers three to cause some big shakeup. I don't know if they're ready to cause that big of a shakeup. Have they started shooting Avengers four yet? Oh yeah, they they started shooting it as soon as they were done with A three. Okay, that's right. They were doing it all all together. It's happening literally a year after. That's so crazy. <laughs> it's it? so much. It's so great. So much Avengers in two years. Oh, it's so great. Um, I can't handle it. Yeah. I'm super excited. And then, I mean, if they rewrite everything, they could like they could sub in some like Cap gets old, you know, or right Cap gets to go be with Peggy after a while, or uh, you know, Bucky didn't become the Winter Soldier, or anything like that. Like any of those stories could happen like that, and it would just be it would be so easy to like recast people because they look different or different people took up the role of, you know, somebody else's Iron Man. Cause you know, sure. Von doom was the, the big inventor or whatever, which would right. be awesome. Cause then you would get, uh, the current Iron Man, uh, shit in comics. Yeah. The, whatever it is, female Iron Man. No, no. Uh, it's uh Von doom. Victor Von doom is in the Iron Man suit. Oh, okay. And, uh, it's something like the, uh, 
it's not incorrigible, but it's like it's a it's a bad word. Like the infamous Iron Man. Is In, I think it's actually infamous Iron Man. I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. So something like that. That would be you know they could they could do anything like that. Anything could happen with that kind of thing. Sure. Absolutely. <sighs> Sorry. Uh, but I just I don't know. I want to see them do their own version. Yeah. As, as well as the the the, the X Men movies are not the worst thing Fox has done. Uh, they're 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 not. <laughs> Those Fantastic Four movies are. Uh, Fantastic Four movies are pretty bad. Um, but the the the, the X Men movies, especially some of the early ones, like well, I don't know. I even like the origin stuff, like the uh, first class and all that. Like, I I would like to. I would not mind horribly if that becomes a part of our universe. But I think I would prefer Marvel and Fox to like write their own version of those things. You know, I feel like the X Men have had a couple decades worth of movies. And it's kind of ready for a reboot, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and with Logan being such a great ending to the whole thing, I feel like they could just reboot the entirety of the X Men universe, keeping Deadpool, getting rid of everything else. <laughs> the the only thing that, and I think this has been a problem with the X Men universe, uh, and we can finally talk about the X Men universe. We've 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 we barely skirted around it over the years because it's not our universe. Um, but <laughs> but it very well could be now if they brought it, bring it in. Do you think that? They need to keep them tied to the '90s, the way they have in 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 um, in the Fox version. Could, uh, okay, what do you mean tied to the '90s? Well, here's like, the biggest problem: tied to the '90s cartoon. No, because the '90s cartoon was awesome. The '90s cartoon is great. I'm talking about they have kept the X Men in the time frames at which they were created. They, oh, I like, see. Like they've made the eighties and the eighties and the whole con- like uh, the Cold War was a big part of First Class. Yeah, um, and then you, you come forth to the nineties where the movies happen and they kind of happen in like in the nineties and they, they haven't ever brought them forward in time. Yeah, like you know Captain America, he had to happen in World War Two to be started, but then they moved him forward and ha- had him join well, us. It's really easy to move Captain America. You just sure. freeze him. Well. The, the the biggest the biggest thing I think is tied to uh, the time frame and why X Men has been so beholden to that time frame is uh, young Magneto's storyline. Yeah, him him being part of World War Two is yeah. also very important, and being persecuted uh, for being Polish. I think it is a Polish Jew. Uh, like that was a big part of his 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 motivation, at least in the in the movies. Um, I'm not totally sure in the comics. I'm sure that I was I'm, I was always assuming that's from the comics. Um, but if you take take the could we take the X Men and just move them 30 years forward and have and have a similar storyline? Um, would that lose Magneto's you know uh, motivation? And is that important enough? Is Magneto's motivation important enough to leave them where they are, or should we? Can we? Can we have just like right now, current day, twenty seventeen, Charles Xavier? You know, at a reasonably young age, training young mutants. You know, like a young Wolverine, a young, you know, well, not not a young Wolverine. Let's face it, he's always the, uh, he's but but a young but you know a younger uh, Jean Grey and Cyclops. Would that be possible, or do you feel like we're always going to have to keep them locked to the time frame? Because that's what Fox uh, has done. You know, honestly, in X Men comics, there have been so many incidences of t- 
time travel all over the damn place. Sure. They could just throw that around. And, you know, especially with the introduction of... Yeah, but being realistic, they're not going to throw time travel around as like, uh, yeah, we just time traveled everything. Uh, they're going to... They might use specific and specific points of time travel, well, but like, they're not going to do a ton. Younger X-Men are in current X-Men comics. Like, they came forward from the past. Right. And are, like, part of the team for a little bit. And I, it's been in recent comics that that is. That's but interesting. I don't think that they're going to do something like that. I think if they're going to do any kind of... Uh, if they're going to do anything with not modernizing it, right? it would have to be they would come from a different universe where it's a different time period there in that universe oh. into ours. Weird. You know, like the... Yeah, that's weird, though. Like the same way with the multiverse and like the Flash. Some of them are like Old West and mm. you know, all of that. I guess. But there's still there's still a twenty the year twenty seventeen as far as I understand it. Yeah, it's just everybody progresses progresses differently. Sure, but so if, like, you, if if you're gonna if their twenty seventeen looks like the our nineties, so you're saying I mean the biggest anchor point here is World War Two. Yeah. So you're saying in this universe, World War Two happened later. It could have. Yeah, that, in, that, in that just feels universe. weird and like it takes it a little out of context and. Or, out I mean, of our world, you know? Yeah. And part of Marvel is the fact that they use real cities and real events and real yeah, times. It's the world outside your window. Uh, and so I don't think they would do that. I don't know. I just, I, I want them to modernize the, the X-Men. I want them to have, like, the X-Men now. Like, yeah. X-Men are happening now. What I want to see is, like, it turns out in, in the Marvel comics or in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, there have been mutants. Mm-hmm. We just didn't know about them because Charles Xavier... Maybe there's been a secret sort of struggle between Charles and Magneto going on under the surface that has been kept secret, maybe by S.H.I.E.L.D., maybe by whoever, but, like, you know. That's the Secret Wars. <laughs> well, Secret Wars, a whole different thing they could do. <laughs> um, with, with these, uh, I feel like with these announcements, they could do so much. but They really could. Um, that's really the the, the, the the be all and end all of it here is like if they get if they get Fox back they can do anything they want they can do anything they want and I would give them all of the money to go see it and I want I want them to I want to see them do cool things but I also don't want them jumping the shark and going too far out of what they're good at which is creating good characters I mean they could just keep them in separate universes and just do incursions and that's been known to happen they could but you know it's, it's the Marvel universe. And you just want the Marvel Cinematic Universe to have mutants in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, want mutants. I w- want mutants. It would no longer be the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. It'd be the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. Sure. But I want the Marvel Cinematic Universe to have mutants. <laughs> we have to rename this whole podcast. <laughs> just to start over. Um, and it, it's been said that uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to open up a whole new multiverse for the MCU. That's true. So, what, if, what if Ant-Man's the first one to go meet Wolverine? Uh, <laughs> that would be so cool. It would. <laughs> um, I'm not sure how well Wolverine would work out in that because... <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is reportedly going to be Marvel's first romantic comedy. Hugh Jackman's been in uh, rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like Les Mis. <laughs> Yeah, rom-coms like Lame is. Yep. I laughed. I cried. (laughs) Uh, Mostly because of Russell Crowe singing. Sorry. Sorry, Russell Crowe. 
Sorry, Russell Crowe. Shots fired. He did his best. Shots fired. So and it showed on his face. That God, man. He worked hard. <laughs> Stop. It hurts. <laughs> I was talking to you, not Russell Crowe. Yeah. And also Russell Crowe. But it also hurt him. <laughs> um, apparently, the, uh, the, the news of that, like, of... Ant-Man and the Wasp being a romantic comedy uh, comes out of Russia. There was an event uh, called Kino Rynok. Okay. Um, I may be completely butchering that as far as pronunciation. Sure. I speculate it's in you are. text. Okay. Um, <laughs> apparently, the... Uh, let's see. I'm reading it. It's re- The uh, rough translation is the last picture this quote the last picture the rental of which is scheduled for July 5th 2018 Elena Brodskaya called quote the first rom-com from Marvel on this project was shown a promo video in general terms introducing the details of the plot and characters uh, apparently rom-com is how they say romantic comedy cool so how do you do a superhero romantic comedy with Ant-Man after a heist movie. Right. It would be it is interesting that they're they already did a heist movie which was already like a a different thing for Marvel. Uh and now they're going to try to do You know, we talked a lot about it being a heist movie before the movie came out. I don't know if I ever expressed this after we saw the movie. I don't feel like Ant-Man was that much of a heist movie. Oh, it so was. It had a heist scene. But it didn't feel like the whole movie no, was as. It was know. all. It was planning and. It was prepping cuts for and the prepping heist. And like everybody's getting ready for. It was Ocean's 5. Yeah. Or Pim's 5, whatever you want to call it. It just felt like a lot of that. A lot of the climax happened to still just be like Ant Man fighting. So the, the climax of a heist movie is where you trick the bad guy into thinking he's got you and then suddenly you reveal to the audience the real game all along. That's 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 the classic Ocean's Eleven heist movie. Yeah, but it wasn't like that. It was no. Marvel's take on it, where right. it was like, it's a big heist movie, that's what I'm saying. and then everything goes awry because the bad guy is just like, ah, screw everything. That's what I'm saying. I don't feel like it was a heist movie. I was like it was a Marvel movie with a heist in it. And I don't know that I ever like expressed that, but I think that's how I feel Especially looking back, I don't feel I don't look at that movie like it was a heist movie. I look at that movie like it's like it's a Marvel movie. The origin, the like him 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 getting his powers, uh, the the way you feel about the character, like all this stuff just felt like good versus evil stuff. And the heist was just kind of like, and we're gonna put a heist at about the three quarter mark. <laughs> we're gonna do the heist, and then it's gonna the the the, the third act is still. Just like Yellow Jacket fighting Ant Man, you know, like that's still just like a big fight at the end. I feel kind of like they they went a little meta with it, and uh, that's like that's why Yellow Jacket had that line, or uh, Cross Darren had that line where he was like, "You thought you could stop the future with a heist," like right. saying basically, "Get that shit out of here." Marvel don't need no heist movies. Let's just fight. <laughs> Big small things fight. Yeah, that is one thing I'm kind of I'm, I'm mildly tired of with Marvel is the the bad guys being like evil version of good guy. Yeah, I mean people have been saying that since Iron Man, literally. Yeah, that like did and honestly I feel that way about Iron Man. Iron Man did not need as great as Iron Man is, as wonderful as a setup and built our universe from the... It's the ground floor of the cinematic universe. 
it did not need the Obadiah Stan to get in the suit. Like yeah. it did not need it at all. Didn't it, it, he? He could have fought a couple of robot suits. It could have fought like whatever. But like could have fought a couple of soldiers in suits. Where he could have fought the Obadiah Stan suit being remote controlled by Obadiah Stan. Or or like and Stan gets away. It would have made a lot more sense to me. Obadiah Stan like getting a flunky to get in the suit. Like yeah. that just would have made a lot more sense. Um, but. It's just weird. When Obadiah's in, it just doesn't even feel right. When he's getting in the suit, it's like closing up around him. I'm like, does that even fit you? You look... <laughs> you're just not... It's a little big on you. Did you get that tailored? <laughs> you want to get that tailored? Bring that in a little bit? I just didn't... It just didn't seem right. <laughs> well, um, hopefully they'll change that. Um, I mean, they're, they kind of... They, they kind of did... You know, like, recently, Spider-Man... The Vulture is not like an evil version of Spider-Man. It's not like he's fighting Venom. Oh, yeah. It's not like he's fighting Carnage. And, and um, Doctor Strange is not an evil version. They've done it where there's not. It's not. But yeah. um, they're definitely, it's definitely still a trope. And Ant-Man fell in that category. Ant-Man sure. fell pretty heavily into that category. Just like, it was like Yellow Jacket was an evil version of Ant-Man, but also with lasers. Yeah. Like, totally. you may want to upgrade to get some lasers. Man, I was playing Marvel Contest of Champions during that whole time period. And I remember, like, playing the game all weekend so I could get, like, a four-star yellow jacket. <laughs> One, wanting a yellow jacket so bad, he was cool. The lasers on the shoulders. <laughs> game, game was fun, you guys. You know, somebody asked us on Twitter if there were any... Uh, any alliances that they could join in Contest of Champions? Like, people still play that? It's a great game. I it bet was, it's still super fun. It's like within the last week. I should break. I should break into that again. Don't do it. Nope. Don't right. do it. Don't throw your life away. Don't you're working on an album. The album's done. I'm sending it in the artwork tonight. By the way, everybody, the album's done. I'm sending the artwork tonight. <laughs> Congrats. Thanks, man. Uh, I, I think I'm sitting in tonight. The, the guy I was on the phone with when, when you cut when you got here tonight is my artist. Yeah, uh, he was like designing the last details tonight. And hopefully, if he sends them to me tonight, I'm going to forward them on to disc makers, and they're going to send me my CDs in like two weeks, That's and right. I'll have five thousand copies of my album. I'll need to give you an updated address, probably. Oh yeah, okay. Um, you should know I'm moving in yes. like three weeks. Yeah, man. God, it's so close. Anyway, you know what else is so close? What's so close? Infinity War. That's true. It comes out in like six months. That's crazy. That's amazing. Uh, Do you know that the the trailer broke the record for the most views in a day? It got 230 million views in the first 24 hours. Wow. That's crazy. That is pretty nuts. Like, by comparison, it got 197 million viewers. Or views. Or was that the most up until now? Up until now, yeah. Like the fate of the Furious, you know that. Yeah. That movie uh, got 139 million views. It's trailer did in the first 24 hours, and Avengers: Infinity War just killed it, just murdered it. We've been waiting so many years for Thanos to finally show up and do his thing. Yep, and now he does, and it's amazing, and we're so. Oh, there's so much that could happen. There's so much good stuff that could happen. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the news about the TV universe. Or the, not universe, but TV side. Yeah, you uh, better say TV side. Marvel TV. TV universe is a very uh, yeah. controversial statement on this podcast. It really is, and that's... Makes us mad. Kind of depressing that it feels like that. Anyway, so you know that Iron Fist Season 2 is starting filming like 
soonish or has recently started. Yeah. Uh, Alice Eve has joined the cast in an unspecified role. Hmm. Do you know who Alice Eve is? I don't off the top of my head, no. Uh, she was in Star Trek Into Darkness most recently. She was uh, the daughter of the... Um, oh, the daughter of the general or the yeah, admiral? Daughter of, uh, of, ter- of, God, RoboCop. Daughter of RoboCop. Okay. <laughs> daughter of that RoboCop that was in that Star Trek movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, is the blonde, the blonde that was the daughter of the admiral in Into Darkness. Gotcha. Yep. And, uh, I remember her well. <laughs> I remember that body. Um, that's beside the point. <laughs> but uh, she's joining an unspecified role. We didn't, we're not sure if it's a role that was just recently talked about, where there's you know there's talk of a villain um, or somebody that uh, is a chameleon of sorts. Like there's a, an unspecified villain role. They they named it, but it's like a name that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so it could be Lady Gorgon. Uh, is what people are thinking of. Okay. Uh, it could be nothing. <laughs> but, again, way out of left field. There's so many Iron Fist villains that uh, that that it could be, or that could be done. And especially if they, like, do, if they delve into comics and actually do it freaking right this time. Right. It could be really, really good. I'm excited to see what they do with that with a different showrunner. Yeah, because Scott Buck is screwing it up. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take some work to make me like Danny Rand. They better yeah. they need to know that and put in the work. That show and not just be like, all right, it's season two. Let's ignore our main character and focus on a villain because <laughs> I'm gonna end up rooting for the villain again. Yeah, that show and Inhumans got bucked up. It did. They did. Yeah. Speaking of Inhumans, um, at a convention recently, uh, Agent May uh, Ming Na Wen said or she was asked about uh inhumans and uh where was it it was at here's and villains fan fest in san jose um she was asked about the possibility of a crossover between agents of shield and humans and she said i think that show got and then she stopped and then she just kind of like laughed and was like maybe i can't multitask so she was probably saying i think that show got canceled yeah, well, I still think even if that show got canceled, uh, which I think is pretty likely, honestly. Yeah. Um, if if me and you aren't aren't into a second season, I think there's very few people who are. I want honestly, honestly, I want them to reboot it. <laughs> just, like, yeah, but that's gonna be a while. It just happened, and they already need a reboot. Because and that it sucks because that that's that's, so that's a whole thing from that's a whole corner of the Marvel universe that probably won't be able to fit into the MCU because they already did it. Yeah. and didn't do it right. But like you can't you can't do a lot to fix that, you know. They could still do like a nice wrap up, um, you know, or or even not just wrap up. They could become characters on Agents of Shield if 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 Agents of Shield ever makes it uh, back to the world, then um, <laughs> we might. Let's we, not spoil it. Yeah, I won't, I won't go too far. Back to a place where they can make contact. Call home. With the Inhumans, um, if if that ever happens, then I it could I could absolutely see it just being like, like the Inhuman Settlement Project or something. Yeah. And they like <laughs> meet up with the Inhumans, and every once in a while, like a rogue Inhuman that Black Bolt is supposed to be keeping track of because he's you know they're they're a part of Adeline, um breaks loose, and Agent Shield has to go take care of it or something. I don't like that. I could see it. I could see it being like a thing, like him just being like a part of the universe of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. without focusing on him too much, because yeah. it wasn't good. 
I mean, there there's easy links to it. Uh, you know, with Inhumans having so many like little bits that you know were from Agents of Shield, plus this episode or this week's episode of Agents of Shield, the, the uh, premiere, season five premiere. Uh, Yo-Yo said, "I thought you had people on the moon." Like, oh, you thought that, but that wasn't us. That was the Inhumans, obviously. Ah, uh. like that. Easy, easy to do that. Right. Um, I just don't want it. I don't care. I don't care for it. Yeah. That's unfortunate. You know, I, I don't I care hate either. to say that. Me too. Uh, but I really, I'm with you. I don't really care if they do more with them or not. It could be over. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> it sucks for the fact that the Inhumans is an interesting set of characters to have in your universe to expand on. But if they're just gone, they're gone, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it's it's kind of, kind of. Uh, I'm a little bit worried, honestly, for the uh, the continued MCU future of the Marvel Netflix stuff, uh, because like it seems like Disney doesn't like to link things up that aren't they don't have total control over. And you know they're making their own streaming service, right? Right. So they're pulling all the Marvel movies off of Netflix. And putting them on the streaming service in 2019. Yeah. Um, but they can't move the Netflix shows, like the Netflix original shows, um, because Netflix owns the rights on those, and Netflix can continue to make those shows. Um, the content chief, Ted Sarandos, said, um, Walt Disney going direct to consumer means I don't really know, and I'm not positive that they do either. They've created some really killer brands. It's not that exclusive. Netflix has the defenders. And, right. You know, the, like Netflix can continue to make those, but Disney doesn't have to call the... Like, Disney's not beholden to them. Sure. Marvel Studios is not beholden to them. Like, but I have a feeling... They don't have to acknowledge them at all. I have a feeling that the Netflix universe is beholden to Marvel, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like maybe. They're, they're partners in making it. I think they still have creative control. Yeah, I would hope so. You know, similar to the way that Spider-Man is, with yeah. them having creative control. I, th- I think they will continue to have creative control over that, in which case, hopefully, they will continue to make it all work together. God, I hope so. I just, I, I would like to see... Yeah, honestly... They're dumb. If, if, if they take out the... If they try to take the Defenders and Punisher out of their universe, yep. they're being idiots because that's yep. some of the best content they have. Yep. And they should they should capitalize on that. Like, bring the Punisher in and let him fight Bucky. Like, I'd love to see, like, the Punisher fighting, like, metal-armed Bucky. Yeah. How cool. Like, I'd love to see that. Just, like... This is like Bucky show up on Punisher. Like, how cool would that be? And Bucky is like a low enough tier on the Marvel Cinematic Universe that, like, I don't. I think that actor would probably be down with like a short run on the show. You know? Yeah. How cool would that be? <laughs> I could, you know, honestly, like Hawkeye would be a really good addition. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if Renner's as as much up for that. Oh no, he said he would love to oh, do it. Yeah, he has said oh. in interviews he would love to do that. That'd be awesome. Um. What I really want to see, though, I want Netflix, or not Netflix, I want Disney to finish the purchase of Fox, and I want Daredevil and Wolverine to to meet up and, like, yeah. have uh, a nose off, basically. <laughs> you know? Like, Wolverine is, is, is the tracker, and he can smell everything. Oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, this, you know, that cologne, uh. And then Daredevil's like, oh, yeah, it's Chanel number five. And then... Wolverine's like, what? You know that? How do you know that? And then have just like this really epic fight 
where Daredevil's trying to hide, but Wolverine keeps sniffing him out, but then Wolverine can't hit him because he's Daredevil. Like, it would be so cool. Yeah, it would be. It would be great to sounds see. sounds like a really I dumb like fight, Jeff. Wolverine, yeah, it kind of does. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like Wolverine in any of these shows would really... Like, Wolverine... That's the main thing, is we want Wolverine. Yeah, it's funny how much... And that's... <gasps> What? What if we got Quicksilver back, but it's the cool Quicksilver? <laughs> we might, you know, like yeah, maybe maybe that's who the cool Quicksilver is. That is like uh, Wanda Maximoff's like vision of her brother, and so like that entire universe is like a construct of Scarlet oh, no. Witch. What if that is House of M? Yeah, like it's just creates, her mind made that creates the entire universe of like uh, McAvoy and all them. <laughs> Oh, that's awful. I like it. They just retcon that? Yeah. Oh, that'd it's be all, terrible. It's all, it's all just been a vision in her mind the whole time that she makes real. <laughs> that would be so bad. Oh, I thought I was the one with the bad movies. <laughs> I got plenty of bad movies in me. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, I think that's all the news, right? Yeah, that's, that's um, you know, not much this week. Well, uh, lots of cool stuff. Super excited about Fox and Marvel. Uh, yeah, Fox and we could Disney go on together. about that for days. And I'm sure we will. I'm sure we've got some feedback about it, too. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to go into feedback, but before we do, let us just say that we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Um, uh, hit us up at mcucast.com. If you'd like to leave some feedback, you can cu- hit us up at, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. All those places are places where you can leave some feedback and we'll talk about it on the show. Uh, if you uh, would all like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash mcucast. Uh, that's where uh, you can join our Patreon team. Patron. Um, pa- be a patron of the show. A patron of the arts, if you will. Oh. Uh, these, these, these arts that we are. Are we artists? We're are artists formerly known as artists <laughs> we uh, used to be artists with the part with the podcast formerly known as artist okay okay i can uh, i can be down with that i'm just mad living at this point okay um you're doing great see art people you're doing art. great you'd miss this kind of wonderful comedic genius <laughs> where i just slam <laughs> words together and think it's funny no one else does um yep not laughing at all <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well, we're going to go into some feedback territory now. Uh, so thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, let's, 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 let's get into some feedback. All right. Let's see here. Ah, yes. Our first feedback is some uh, feedback on you, um, specifically. Quote, unquote, <laughs> guilty said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, yell at your hosting site. Add in the middle of your theme and two minutes of ads at the end. And then he put a, a gif of Robert Downey Jr. shaking his head in disgust. So, yes, we finally got our new format of ads up. Um, so, previously to, to, to the last couple of weeks, our, our hosting company insisted that we put an ad at the very beginning of our cast. And we actually noticed a lot of people were clicking off of our cast. Because I think what happens, and I know this happens on my podcatcher all the time, if I hear an ad... I hit skip because it sometimes my podcatcher just gives me an ad. Yeah. And so I think some people were hearing our hearing our podcast and going, oh, it's an ad and just skipping. Uh, so what we did, it's not that they put it in the middle of our theme. We put it in our theme so that we could have that little stinger at the beginning that says what's coming. So that's our fault. Uh, but I don't think it's a fault. Uh, but what we are going to start doing is saying all of that after this so you know it's an ad coming. Um, so w- w- we just did it on the theme so that we could 
find a good pl- easily track it down basically it's yeah it's a it's a <laughs> it's the easiest way to insert it and the ads at the end that's a that is a thing that they do but the 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 podcast service does but you know what they're at the end we're, it it's won't once we're all done very rarely do we put anything after the after the credits and if we do put something after the credits i probably won't put i'll try to like get make sure they don't have any ads there or whatever. <laughs> if there's a stinger, it won't be that bad. Yeah. Um, but we generally don't do stingers that often. So, uh, yeah. So the ads are at the end because uh, that's how we get paid a little bit for our casting, which we don't make much off of, but it pays us for a little bit for our for our equipment and such. So, um, But, yeah, those are at the end. The The good thing, good news is you only have one ad, and now it comes after the stinger. So that's what we're trying to do. Or the... Well, stinger's a bad word for it. The the opener? The opener. The sure. teaser. The teaser. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, we give a little teaser. The reverse Then a little stinger. ad. Instead of the ad. Before now, the ads have always been before our teaser, which did not work because people were like, oh, I don't want to hear an ad. I'm going to skip this. If you go, hey, this is what's coming after the ad, people might stick around. Um, so that's what's been going on there. <laughs> or they could listen to that and go, mm, nah. Yeah, that's true. They might if they don't if they hear that teaser and it's not interesting to them. <laughs> I don't want to talk about any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, Nerdy Tastic said to us on Twitter at MCUcast, Ant Man and the Wasp could be in every frame of the trailer, and we're just not seeing them. Tongue out face. That is a great point. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that was specifically talking about the Infinity War trailer. There's a lot of feedback about that this week because uh, we did a lot of talking about it. Well, uh, also, we we do want to say welcome because we had our one of our largest episode drops ever was yeah, that we did. Infinity War trailer. Um, many thousands of people tuned in to listen, and we appreciate all of you being here. And if you're listening to this week's, because you know. You joined us last week and you liked it. <laughs> if you're carrying over from the Infinity War trailer, welcome. Welcome. We, this you, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. We cover all the Marvel stuff. If you're from before that, welcome back. Um, I still love you. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to imply that I loved our old listeners less. <laughs> I feel like your implication was my implication. Well, see, I'm <laughs> trying to be their favorite parent. I'm trying to be the cool one that has fun with them, takes them to Six Flags and things like that. No, man. doesn't and work. You're the one that's got to just like. You know, make them do their homework and shit. Um, anyway, Nerdy Tastic also said, Adams, you cast the planet at the beginning is likely Saturn since Titan is one of its moons. Because mm, we were talking be. about not knowing what planet they were that we were looking at. Um, you know, with the color and the atmospheric storms, right. it could very well be Saturn. Could also just be Titan. Um, yeah, they could just be saying this is Titan. Uh, could be a different planet entirely. Could be. Um, could be Xandar because it looks it, there's like there's reason for you to think that it's a binary star system or a binary solar system or a why is that because uh, it looks like there might be two very close light sources light sources uh, interesting in the shot and you know it could be any anything like that um, could just only be seeing two stars in a trinary I think that's I don't think that's the right word. Anyway, in a three-star system, which right. is crazy to think about. <laughs> but it's beside the point again. Um, let's see. Next up, Adam Munger said to us on on Twitter, Adam Sucast, what are the chances the Hulkbuster armor is being worn by the Hulk? That frame from the trailer in the field looks a lot like Hulk movement. 
Mm. It's a good... Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk on the, on the internet about it being very likely that that's either Hulk in it or it's uh, Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster armor. Oh, weird. In an attempt to not Hulk out. Like, <laughs> to keep from hulking out, he's fighting in a suit, is what people are saying. I don't know. I still don't know that he has that in him. I don't know. I don't know. He's not a fighter. Well... Banner's not a fighter. Yeah. And I mean, he said in Thor Ragnarok, you know, I'm not fighting anybody else. No more smashing. <laughs> and then he obviously turns back into the Hulk. Yeah. Um, I think there's a 10% chance that that's the Hulk in this. I think it's a low chance. It's a cool idea, but I think it's a very low low probability. Yeah. I think that's probably... I mean, it might be somebody other than Tony, but I doubt it's the Hulk. Just because the Hulk with the armor is built for a Tony-sized person. Sure, it could have been rebuilt or... That could be different armor. Repurposed. Yeah. I think I think it's probable that it's just th- th- either Tony or someone else. Yeah. Could, it could be War Machine flies into it. Um, Ooh. Because we, we, we saw War Machine in that in a battle in Wakanda, but we didn't see him in that shot at the end. We didn't see the Hulkbuster in that shot at the end. So That's true. Could he be, wasn't could, running in. Could be War Machine. <laughs> it could be War Machine. I'm calling War Machine. All right. If I make it, if it's true, I, I win the prize. Yeah, that's yeah. You'll get the no prize. Uh, my guess is um, Scott Lang. Huh. It's totally Scott Lang. Interesting. I have no basis on that other than I came up with a name. <laughs> uh, Wayne Brewer said to us on Facebook, "What's up? Uh, not much, Wayne. How you doing?" Uh, he said, "I really enjoy listening to you guys. I just discovered you about three to four months ago. Keep up the good work. Your episode on picking your top ten scenes was by far my favorite." Uh, such a good trip down memory lane, remembering all the great scenes. With the news of Disney possibly buying Fox, I got really excited about Doctor Doom in the MCU. He's always been one of my all-time favorite villains. There's yet to, or there has, yeah, there is yet to be a true rendition of him on the big screen. If you were to cast Doctor Doom in the MCU, who would you choose? I think my top choice would be Martin Sokas. He is young enough to play the role for a while and would be believable as an evil dictator. Hmm. Who would you like to see play Doctor Doom and or any of the other new characters that could be brought in? I feel sure everything would be rebooted, even X-Men and Deadpool. I just don't see an R-rated MCU film. I would actually be okay with the X-Men staying in their own universe. I never really understood the whole I hate mutants storyline. Why does the general public hate mutants but loves heroes like, uh, like Captain America? It just always felt like two very different worlds to me. Thanks again for a very entertaining podcast. I think that part of the reason that the mutants are different is because it's, I mean, it's, it's fear-mongering is all, is all it is. And it's like, you see on the news, like, could your teenager be doing this drug? Or could your teenager be doing this? It's like, any teenager could be a mutant. And I think that's part of why it's feared is because it starts when you're a teenager. And it's a lot of that, like, classic fear of teenagers. Does that make sense? Fear of teenagers. You know? <laughs> You know, adults are always like, ah, you got to fear them kids with their skateboards and their jazz cigarettes. Jazz cigarettes? Yeah, they're jazz cigarettes. Okay. Um, and Are you from the 30s? Well, parents are. Um, <laughs> Every single parent is straight out of the 30s. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, the, the old people watching the, the news report on at the 9 o'clock news, they fear what they don't understand, and they just hear that, like, you know, some teenager down the block got firepowers and burnt down her house. And I do right. think that, like, you're also giving powers to 
there is also something per- that is frightening about like when you give powers to a man who wants to be a soldier and go fight a- fight the Nazis that's Captain America when Tony Stark puts on the suit to fight terrorists that's that's Iron Man yeah um when you give random teenagers powers that don't have great they they're not they're they're not fully adult they don't necessarily have the like mental capacity you actually are creating a rash of like not fully logical emotionally erratic nuclear weapons yeah just running around the streets <laughs> so like yeah. i think there's like there's legitimate like I fear mutants a little bit. Like I'm thirty. <laughs> I'm a little scared I'm right now. I'm thirty four now, and if I knew that any fifteen year old might get superpowers, I might be looking for a cure. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> it, it, yeah, like yeah. I could see, especially with mutant powers having a tendency to manifest like during an emotionally stressful time. Yes, exactly. It's so like as times, soon as they manifest, they just go off. A lot of times, it causes a horrible thing to happen, um, and so like. Even the people that get them, even the kids that are getting the powers, are scared of what they're getting. Yeah, um, I think there's there's a lot of reason that mutant powers feel like they're to be feared, but yeah, the whole point of the X Men is that they're not. These are it's a natural course it's of evolution. Part of life, man, it's part of it's just a new part of life that the world is ha- having to adapt to. Right, and it's like the growing pains of like the new generation. Trying to be controlled by the old generation, you know, it's just a thing that it, it happens all in, in all generations. So I think that's why there is a difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, who do you think would be a great Doctor Doom? I I, I honestly like uh, Wayne's idea of Martin Sokas. I don't know Martin Sokas. He was Lord Celeborn in Lord of the Rings. Okay, don't know who Lord Celeborn is. Okay. The the guy who was with Galadriel in the forest. Right, Gladriel. Forest of Lothorian. Right, Lothorian. <sighs> not a big, not a big, uh, sorry, not a big Lord of the Rings you're guy. Just, you're hurting me, <laughs> like inside. <laughs> uh, well, I do not know him, but uh, I don't know. Who would I think is a good Doctor Doom? I don't know that I have a really good sense of Doctor Doom, to be honest. Okay. I've never read a lot of the comics, so most of my, like knowledge of Doctor Doom is really based more in uh those terrible movies. Yeah. And so I, I can't I can't really give you a good I can just tell you a good actor, you know. Yeah. But I don't know that it, I have a good sense of who Doctor Doom is. Uh Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yeah, he played Zod. Okay. In the most recent Yeah. Michael Shannon is a great, like, dour, temperamented, like... And that's exactly what Doom needs to be. Yeah, he would be really... I, I, I just watched him in an interview today. He was on uh, Seth Meyers last night. I don't uh, really uh, like his be, face. You don't so, really like his face? You know, you could put a mask over that. Yeah, well, I do. Doom, and that would be awesome. I like his face a lot. <laughs> um, I think his face is very... Like, for a villain, I think his face is wonderful. Oh, yeah, his face is great for a villain. Yeah, but like you gotta cover like that up with metal. In in in, to me, Michael Shannon as Zod didn't feel like Michael Shannon though. That's yeah. what um, I like him a lot in a lot of other things. Hmm. So I, I'd uh, I'd like to see him. That'd be cool. Hmm. Yeah, 
I can't really think of anybody else like right offhand that I would like to see in that role. Like there's some, you know, like there's some uh, some Game of Thrones actors where you're like, oh yeah, that would be pretty cool. Like uh, the guy who plays Jorah Mormont might yeah. be might be yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I could see him. I could see him as a good Doom. But um, I like I like Martin Sokas. That's a that's a good one. Uh, and I don't really want to go through <laughs> who all else should be recast because, like, recasting Deadpool from oh, like yeah, away from Ryan one, Reynolds sounds really bad. The one part of Wayne's uh, thing that I completely disagree with is you cannot have a Deadpool movie that's not rated R. I think you can. I don't think Deadpool necessarily needs to be rated R. I think he can be in a movie that's not rated R. Like, I think he can. I think what they did with Deadpool is Deadpool. They did a perfect job with that movie. It's one of the few, like, perfect comic movies It just movies depends on how Deadpool... Like, who is writing Deadpool Sure, is, is the thing. And Deadpool could, have, could appear all over the place, but that sort of, like, dark, demented, sort of gross sense of humor is Deadpool. And anytime you're, like, putting... It's okay in the comic books all the time. They bleep out his speech and stuff. Yeah. And he even like makes fun of them bleeping out his speech. And that's what would be wonderful about a Deadpool. Like I could see a frustrated Deadpool who's like in an, an Avengers movie getting his language bleeped. And he's like... And it's not even by Cap. And he's angry at the movie itself <laughs> for, for bleeping his language. Like that would be wonderful. Yeah, but then like somebody would have to be uh, like the Scott Pilgrim of it and be like, how are you doing that with your mouth? Yeah. Do you remember that? No. At all? Okay. The, but, I, but, I, but I understand the concept. There was a girl that was getting bleeped, and her mouth was, like, going... Like, it was it was going uh, pixelated right. over her mouth whenever she said a curse word. And uh, Scott Pilgrim was all like, what? How are you doing that with your mouth? But, you know, she was telling him to go fight, basically. Yeah. Or it might have been stay away from Ramona Flowers. I can't remember which part that was at. Gotcha. Anyway, beside the point. Uh, next up, Ashley Coffin said to us on Facebook, boys, boys, boys. Uh, wait, boys, boy, boys. Um, either way. Colleen Wing killed Bakudo in Defenders. You were correct. I was referring to the comment about Iron Fist. I thought she killed him in, in Iron Fist. Well, she... I guess she killed him. Yeah, because he so came back. Like, yeah, he comes back. I, I, I was specifically talking about Iron Fist. I don't re- but I couldn't remember if it was her... Or Danny that kills him. No, it was her. Okay. Or or even Davos. No. Because they were all three there for that she fight. She stabbed him. Like she, okay. The sword tip broke off, she kicked it into his leg, and then she stabbed him in the chest. That's what I couldn't remember. Um, okay. But yeah, that's what I was talking about. So, so Ashley, I meant the, one, the, the, the <laughs> first time she killed him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there is no such thing as death. Anyway, uh, she continues saying, Bakudo used the entire Meacham family as his hostages to blackmail Iron Fist before eventually being killed by Davos during his duel against Colleen Wing at the end. See, I that's don't what I remember that happening. I, I thought that happened because I remember there being this whole moral dilemma about her killing him. I don't remember that happening like that. Maybe I blocked off parts of that. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, and I haven't rewatched it. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that Ashley shame is on for us. sure right. For sure. Yeah, shame, shame on us. Shame on us for not doing our proper research. <laughs> uh, she said, so she did finally get something done in Defenders, but remember even her character had a breakdown with Misty about being useless in Defenders when she was in the police station after Bakudo sliced her up in that alley. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. So if Ashley is correct, and I'm assuming she is, because I think, I think she's right. I think Davos killed Bakudo in that final fight. Um, like, I don't know. I still think Colleen had a lot. She's a sidekick for sure, but I just thought she... Even just the character development of her being, like... A character who wants to help kids, but she's sort of dishonoring herself. Like, I don't mean that she necessarily is the most functional member of the team. And for sure, in Defenders, she's kind of outmatched by all the others, other fighters. So she ends up in the in the like on the on the bench basically at the police station yep. with all the other benched players. <laughs> uh, but I think Colleen Wing to me was just more interesting. And that's when I talk about her being me liking Colleen Wing I just thought she was more interesting those cage fights made her interesting those cage fights and her love for the children and her like um her don't be like me attitude yeah her like do as I say not as I do sort of thing like it it was all it was all it all made her an interesting character so I enjoyed watching her so all I'm saying when I say she's good she was useful in a character sense yeah she's useful to the story she made made she's useful getting Matt to stay with the show yeah like (laughs) I didn't care about I never I still have yet to care about Danny Rand much at all and Colleen Wing I cared about from the beginning I don't know yeah yeah well um I probably need to go and rewatch that I know you won't but I need to (laughs) rewatch at least that fight I might (laughs) <laughs> You're not. I would rewatch the fight. You're for sure. not. Uh, but I. But yeah. No, I <laughs> uh, Carrie McKellar said to us, "Best week, new Agents of Shield and Infinity War trailer. I know what I'm doing for my birthday next year. Also, is the donut thing like Loki's portal in the first Avengers movie? Um, I don't. I don't know. There, it could be. It looks like it could very easily be a uh, like a transporter." Yeah. Like a, a, a Stargate, if you will. It does look like a Stargate. It looks like it could be a Stargate. Could also be a destruction ring, um, which, God, would be just terrible. Um, I think it it looks like, because I went and watched it on uh, not my computer screen. I went and watched it on uh, my projector, my super high-definition, awesome, like, 12-foot projection projector right. at home. And, right, 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 got it. And it's so much better in that format by the way, but it it looks like there's like debris and stuff coming up from the city around where like Doctor Strange and Tony are standing. Right. Uh, toward the ring. Looks like, like it's it drawing stuff in. Like it in. might be sucking in things to destroy maybe it. Maybe it's just looking for the the it could uh, just be a big infinity stone magnet. Yeah. It's just uh, like drawing or just draws things through it while it looks for the infinity magnet. <laughs> it's just a big sieve. It's a vacuum. Big sieve. Yeah, a vacuum with like a, a infinity just, war filter set. To it, it pours infinity. everything through it. Yeah. And just when it finds an infinity stone, just holds it in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a big strainer. <laughs> you know. An infinity gem strainer. You know. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> How do you find a needle in a haystack, you know? Bring a magnet. Mm-hmm. Duh. Yeah. Uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, watching the extras on Homecoming, uh, it makes me appreciate this movie even more. This movie is the perfect combination of practical effects and CGI. I have not picked up my copy of Homecoming yet. Yeah, I haven't seen the special, special features, but that's cool. I'm glad to know that you did a lot of practical. It felt real. It all felt real and good, so that's great. Yeah, yeah. There was uh, there was talk of of uh, Tom Holland doing his own stunt on one part. Uh-huh. He just really wanted to jump off of this one thing, and 
the directors like wouldn't let him do it. They kept wanting him to step out and like have a, a, a double jump in on it. And they were filming, and he just went for it and made the jump, and they kept it. They kept that shot. Wow, that's I awesome. remember that being in an interview, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool," you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just go for it, you know? Yeah, some Tom Cruise craziness, right? <laughs> yeah, like jumping on couches and shit. Oh no, I, I'm talking about like in the Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, he always insists on doing his own stunts, and he's almost died a few times. Well, yeah. Um, and most recent, his most recent big stunt. Every they they keep taking it up a notch. Yeah. A few years ago, he was rock climbing in the opening. Yeah, I remember that. that. Mi three. Yep. Then Mi four, he is climbing on the world's tallest building in Dubai. Why would you do that? Uh, I don't know. He has to access someone's apartment from the outside or something. So he's like using these sticky hand things. It's super tense because uh, he has these these hand magnets that are like suctioning him to the wall. Yeah. But they have like a little indicator on their power level, and they're like powering down, and he's like trying to get up the wall. Oh, super, God. and like one will go off, and he's dangling from one hand. It's, it's and it's they shot it on the building in Dubai with him actually on there and then they get these amazing shots looking down and in MI5 the most recent Rogue Nation the opening of the movie is him jumping onto an airplane as it's going down the runway to try to get into the airplane but they can't get the door open for him to get into it so it takes off with him holding onto the airplane oh god and they actually shot it practically with Tom Cruise hanging off the side of an airplane as it took off nope pretty amazing nope <laughs> so that's what i mean by tom holland being all tom cruisey yep toms are just nuts let's see what this tom said oh we got a couple toms coming up here yeah. <laughs> uh thomas mcneil said looks like an alien something floats in nyc how does the netflix marvel shows handle this storyline when is the next netflix show coming out will defender season two be focused on a new york invasion how weak will it be if the new if the netflix shows do not address what happens in avengers infinity war Hmm. It depends on how they handle it. Well, it depends on when they are. Because, like, each show seems to kind of be in its own little timeline, you know? I mean, its own place in time. Like, its own moment in time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, each show is... So what do we have coming this year? We have Daredevil 3 coming yet? Uh, we have, first off, we have Jessica Jones Season 2 is coming first. I bet um, that'll be before... Infinity War, if oh, I had yeah. to guess. Yeah. Uh, that that one's probably going to drop in March. Um, around the March. And then April Luke Cage timeline. 2? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, Luke Cage 2 would be coming next because it just wrapped filming. It's still working on post um, everything. I was a and, little. Yeah, I'm never, I don't want to spoil. Okay. And uh, Daredevil 3 started filming this past month and that's right and Iron Fist starts filming very soon like either the next so month or the first one after months. the first one after Infinity War will, will probably be Luke Cage yeah the first one after Infinity War likely will be Luke Cage so yeah I do think it would be weak if they don't all mention it depends on what happens in Infinity War too it depends on if in Infinity War they do something with the timeline. Like, if the timeline completely changes... Or if they multiverse it. Yeah, like, if, 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 if this isn't even our New York that we're looking at being destroyed, like, there's all kinds of things they could do. Um, now, I'd, I'd like to see, if there's a large amount of destruction, I'd like the, you know, them to deal with that. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, and it makes sense. Luke Cage coming back from a large-scale destruction in New York makes a lot of sense. Like him yeah. building back his neighborhood and helping with the rebuilding of his neighborhood would be, you know, that'd be great. Yeah, that is absolutely something that he would do. I'm just not sure of the time frame, you know? Like, yeah, with the Netflix shows, they could do it at any time that they felt like. They could go, like, directly after the Defenders, you know, have him walking home from the building collapsing or whatever. Sure. And, you know, they they could go real slow with it, and, and you know, they would never have to address Infinity War until, like, Luke Cage season seven or something. Yeah, but yeah. I have a feeling they're going to want to address Infinity War. Yeah, I think... Unless... I think Infinity War is going to change the status quo of pretty much the entire MCU. everything, Netflix included. Yeah, which well, we haven't talked about it much, but who Hulu's Runaways, we've seen four episodes now, which we're going to have an episode on probably in the next day or two. Um, we still don't know for sure if it's in the MCU or not. It's, yeah. suppo- it's supposed to be. It's not confirmed. As, uh, is it not confirmed by well, production? I'm, I'm, I, th- I thought when we I mean, first it's not confirmed it. like in the show. Right, in the show. They haven't done anything to let us know that it's in the And there's even been one, one or two comments that make it like, I don't know if it's... I don't know. In the universe. I don't know. But, yeah. So, that's the whole thing. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Ashley Coffin said to us on Facebook, So, I may be way late with this, but I love that your band is named after Firefly. Firefly. Yeah, it is. You are right. She says right, and yes, you are right. Uh, <laughs> my band is Matt Carroll and the Browncoats. Hey, it's been my cover band for a long time. Um, my new album is just going to be under Matthew Carroll, but my uh, my 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 band my band name that I play out with all the time is Matt Carroll and the Browncoats because I love Firefly. I consider it my secret nerd flag. Yeah. Um, it's like people that know people that don't know Firefly so they see it and they go the Browncoats that's a fine band name whatever <laughs> sure. people that know Firefly are like yeah! we're best friends now <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just a really nice way to like make friends it's like your beacon yeah it's my little secret nerd flag it's a secret nerd beacon that only other nerds can see yeah nerds can see super fun yep and everybody's like, "Why is everybody all excited about him?" Half my band doesn't know what the brown coats is. Oh man! <laughs> when I started the name, all uh, of my band knew the band name. Yeah, there I was like, "Yeah, let's well, do this." But over the years, I've had so many people change in, change out. Every once in a while, somebody will ask me, like, like my bassist will be like, "What does the brown coats mean?" And I'm like, "Oh, you've been in the band a year. You should probably know this by now." <laughs> Because we don't do Firefly music or anything, we just every once in a while we do. But um, <laughs> we've had we've had people request the Firefly theme for their wedding. Yeah, man. So pretty great. I'm gonna have to get you to come and play that. Take my love. Take my love. Just show up with an acoustic guitar, please. Cannot stand. <laughs> please. Just yeah, show me, up with an acoustic. Let me know what you need me to do. Okay. Um, my favorite band name of yours has got to be Sheep for Wheat. Yeah, that was also a secret nerd flag. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was a tabletop nerd flag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sheep for Wheat was great. The problem with Sheep for Wheat, which is a uh, Settlers of Catan reference, um, the problem with Sheep for Wheat is no one ever could understand the name. Yep. I'd say, uh, our name's Sheep for Wheat, and they go, sleep for heat. <laughs> Feet for seat. Like, it just, yeah. too many words that have the middle syllable E. Yeah. And they just would be like, they just always thought it was the wrong one. Yeah. Every single time. Yep. Yep. That's that's really good. <laughs> Fleet for sheets? What? 
Uh, let's see. Sierra Angel said to us on Facebook, are you guys going to do a full Thor Ragnarok episode? We have already recorded it, and it will either already be up by the time this goes up, or it'll be dropped tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we have I thought you were supposed to do that already, Matt. I was. I was supposed to drop it yesterday, and... I failed. So. You did not drop it like it was hot. You dropped it like it was lukewarm. You <laughs> set it down gently. Lukewarm at best. <laughs> Which is about the temperature of the need for it at this point. Oh, <laughs> people, people, people still want to hear it. Um, we had so much going on with Punisher and Jeff being out of town that we just barely got to record it last week. So. Yeah, and we're we just a few days ago, so Hi guys, it was I'm back. the least <laughs> timely of the things we needed to drop. So we dropped everything else first. Yeah. Uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, just heard your Avengers trailer podcast. Now, thanks to Matt, I'm going to want a donut every time I see the trailer. Krispy mm, Kreme, Krispy Kreme. If you don't live in the South near Krispy Kreme or whatever, it's a, it's a problem for you. You need to fix that. Hot donuts now, people. Hot donuts now. <laughs> if, for, the, for those that God, are uninitiated, that they have a sign outside of Krispy Kreme that just says, like it says hot donuts now, and it's a neon sign, and whenever they're actually baking hot donuts, the sign is on, and you can go through the line and get hot, like fresh off of the baking line donuts, and they're amazing. They're just like, yeah, they really do, like you, you say melt in your mouth, like that's the thing people say, but these like actually melt in your mouth when they're fresh. You're like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, they melt your mouth and melt in your mouth because they're that fresh. I never knew there was a schedule about it. I was driving by there, uh, and I went in, and I was like, "Can I? you guys got hot donuts right now? And you're like, not till 5 o'clock. And I was like, oh, there's a schedule. And she was like, yeah, it starts at 5 o'clock, we have hot donuts. I was like, <laughs> oh, really? And so the next day, I happened to be by there, and I was like, it's 4.52. <laughs> I was like, I can wait eight minutes. Let's go, let's go run by there. And sure enough, the sign flicked on like right at 5 o'clock, and I was like, yes! And uh, me and Alyssa got a couple donuts, and uh, so good. Yep. So good. Yeah, it's it's a problem living within a mile of that store. See, I luckily live like 30 minutes from it, so when, I, when, I, when I'm down in Hoover, I like think about maybe getting a donut but luckily i'm not down there but like maybe once a week yeah you don't you don't come to my house that often <laughs> i do not <laughs> not anymore not since last time <laughs> not since what you did last time <laughs> uh let's see nathaniel muzzy said to us on facebook maybe it's been covered but the four-armed aliens are outriders i think that's the name from the recent thanos comic yeah we did talk about that recently yeah he commented on it like right after that was like oh my bad jeff just said it jeff just, <laughs> jeff just found it so yeah, they are outriders and are genetically engineered soldiers, either assassins or otherwise. They look like they're just going to be foot soldiers in this one, though. Yeah, they did not look very stealthy. Yeah. Which uh, I think of assassins being. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim Castillo said to us, Thor in Adventures in Babysitting is none other than, drumroll please, Vincent D'Onofrio! Have fun with that tidbit in your head now. That's amazing. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> I did not know that, and I think it's awesome. So our our very own Kingpin was once Thor in Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> yeah, he once held a magic hammer. That is really really funny. Um, I am I'm 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 looking it up right now just to see like a, an image, and sure enough. That is definitely a very young, very ripped Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> what happened? 
What happened, Vince? Holding a big old hammer. That is super funny. Vince, get it. That's really, really fun. Um, thank you, Tim. That I need is to look it up now. some of my favorite knowledge. <laughs> so oh my god. Long blonde locks holding a uh, holding a Punisher style hammer. That doofy face he's got. It's uh, pretty great. All right, so let's see. What's the... Oh, goodness. Oh, it's this one. We got a long one coming up. We believe. got a long one. Let's talk about this. We're going we're gonna to break this one down. Mike Thomas. Thank you, Mike Thomas. Yeah, let's do this section by section. All right. Fair warning from Mike Thomas. This is long. Sorry, not sorry. It's widely believed that several main characters will die during Infinity... Er, during Avengers Infinity War and the untitled Avengers 4. Kevin Feige has also said that the MCU will be totally different after Avengers 4 and it will be a distinctly different feel. So let's start with a little Deadpool. Who lives and who dies? Alright. So we have... These are his view of who's safe. Who's safe? He says, Guardians of the Galaxy. There's no way any of the major characters here are in danger. Nebula is the only character I think could die confronting Thanos. She's never going to be a full member of the team, but dying to protect her sister would be a satisfying arc for her. I think, yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's a good call. I think Nebula like, very well could die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Nebula could die, but Gamora, Gamora seeing that would actually be a, a good arc for her because yeah, I just can't imagine a good a Guardians three that doesn't include all the main characters. Yeah, yeah, especially with Adam Warlock being a thing soon. Well, I just mean because our I don't think like any of our characters have really gotten their full due. Yeah. Um. So I think we still have somewhere to go with all these characters. Yeah, we got to see. Uh, we got to see Peter Quill more. And- you know what? I could kind of see what. I could kind of see Rocket dying. No. Because of his wonderful uh, character development in the second movie and, like, who he becomes and who, like, how he how he knows about himself now. Uh, I don't know. His own self-discovery that he went on in the second movie. I could see him, like, doing the self-sacrifice play. I don't think... And it would just be the saddest thing to see a little rocket raccoon dead. Like a Tony Stark holding a little rocket... I really want to see Tony Stark and Rocket interact. Yeah. As like We need that first. Builder scientists. We need that first, but I think that Rocket like we haven't seen everything that we uh that we need and can see need to and can see from Rocket because we don't know about his his backstory just yet. Like we don't know about him the way he, that he was, you know, t- torn apart sure. and put back together. I feel like that's there's been enough of that. For us to know, like he went through something painful, and that is his origin. Like if that, that one, the very first scene, like we don't need to see it. Yeah, I don't think we need to see it. I mean, we could. They could delve into it in a future movie, but they could even delve into it in a future movie if he dies. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, I could. I don't know why, but I could see him dying. I want a Rocket and Groot prequel movie. Yeah, it'd be wonderful. It would be. Uh, Go ahead and read the rest of the safes, and then we'll let's like pick our top. ones that we disagree with. Okay. Uh, Doctor Strange, Cumberbatch is too big of a celebrity and is likely going to have a major role in the MCU moving forward. Spider-Man, there's already a Spider-Man sequel planned for after Avengers 4, so this is as safe as it gets. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, their movie comes out between Infinity War and Avengers 4, so they are at the very least making it through the first movie. 
Hulk. Mark Ruffalo might be done as Bruce Banner after the Avengers movies, but I seriously doubt they kill off the big green guy. Uh, Black Panther, he'll be safe and likely be one of the leaders of the MCU post-Avengers 4. I agree with all of those, except maybe the Hulk. Yeah, I honestly, I think that they may be going away from the Hulk, uh, or at least away from Bruce Banner as the Hulk. I just, yeah, I just think he's not safe. I'm not saying he's gonna die, but I think he's not safe. Okay, okay. And he's not like 100%. I think most of those are 100%, except for Rocket and, uh, you know. Yeah. 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 What do you think? Any of those that you disagree with? No, they're all pretty good, because, uh, like, most of those are, except, you know, with the exception most of, brand of the Hulk, new. most of them are new. Yeah. So, you know, their contracts are fresh. Um, let's see. Not that they haven't killed new characters before, right. but... I think all of those have their own franchises they just built, you know? I was about to say Quicksilver. Gone too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's the story of his life. Not fast enough, though. Story of his life. You didn't see that coming. Uh, Let's see. Moderate danger. We got Thor. A lot of people think he dies, but I'm not so sure. His story is still ongoing at the end of Ragnarok, and I don't see it ending with him dying in these movies. Winter Soldier, there's plenty of storylines that could see Winter Soldier sacrifice himself, but I think he makes it. I'm pretty sure we'll see him take up the mantle of Captain America at some point. Uh, the Falcon, another candidate for Cap's shield, but I'm just not feeling it. Uh, Loki, he has nailed, or he has failed Thanos before. <laughs> I said nailed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a different movie. Oh, man. Okay, Loki, he has failed Thanos before. I get the impression most people who fail Thanos end up dead. Uh, Nick Fury, he hasn't been around much in the newer movies, so it would be easy for the writers to take him out. And Scarlet Witch, there isn't any compelling story reason to kill her, but there isn't any compelling reason to keep her around either. So these are all good moderate danger ones. Um, One that I don't think will die. I don't think Loki will die in this movie, because I don't think that... I think he can talk his way out of it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that Loki will probably actually become one of the Black Order. Oh, what if we? What if Thanos takes Loki, and and like modifies him, like adds parts to him? Hmm. Oh, Makes now that's some... that's interesting. If he does join up with Thanos, I could see him dying. Yeah. Uh, if he if he just like is trying to give him the Tesseract and get away, I think he gets gives him the Tesseract and gets away. But if he joins Thanos full on as a member of the Black Order, he's dead. He may be dead. He I think signs I could his death warrant at that point. I could see Thor killing his brother. Yeah. If he's actually like on a mission to do what Thanos is trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it looks like it looks like Ebony Maw is taking up the part of uh of Supergiant, and that would leave an opening for what Ebony Maw does, which could easily be Loki. Uh in the in the comics, Ebony Maw is the one that is uh, persuasive as hell so he can talk his way into out of whatever anything and is highly strategic which Loki right. is um, yeah absolutely and Supergiant is a telepath so you know whatever on that like god anyway uh, next up hide danger we got Iron Man Downey's contract is coming to an end and it's likely he's ready to move on from the characters also uh, his death would resonate the most with the audience 
Captain America. Evans' contract was running out, and only the death of Steve Rogers would rival the death of Tony Stark for fans. Plus, it feels like Feige has planned for the eventual death of Steve Rogers from the very beginning, with Winter Soldier or the Falcon taking over. Black Widow or Hawkeye. I expect one, but not both, to die in this movie. Uh, Vision, it doesn't look good for him in the trailer. And it's not hard to think that a robot with an infinity stone in his forehead is going to be a top target for Thanos. Uh, War Machine, he feels like a hero that most people don't care about. If you're looking for characters to pad the death count without having a major impact on the MCU, War Machine would be at the top of the list. I care about War Machine so much. (laughs) Everybody doesn't, I don't know, he said most people don't care about I just really love War Machine. I love Rhodey. Yeah. Well, I love Don Cheadle. Like that's, that's what fair. that's what I that's what I'm saying when I was well, saying War Machine. I, even I as Terrence Howard, I loved Rhodey. Yeah, me too. But when they were, I think like it's I think rare, Don Cheadle really made that role though. It's rare for me to be happy about them recasting a role. Yeah. Especially I think Terrence Howard did a wonderful job. But Don Cheadle was such a good choice. I, I that man can do anything and he really can. um yeah. He's wonderful in that. Yeah. In in all those movies. So uh, any of those that you disagree with, any of those you think are safe that he said are in high danger? Um, not really. Uh, I could see, honestly, I could see War Machine taking over for Iron Man and being the new Iron Man. Yeah. Um, and with uh, with the with Sebastian Stan's contract being as long as it is, he's still got like seven movies or something like Whew. that. Um, I think that his contract being as long as it is is so that he can take up the the mantle of captain america i want falcon to take up the mantle you want captain falcon i do okay. i just i just like him better yeah i just still i still have not resonated with sebastian stan's bucky um like i i care about him through well, i mean to be fair he's barely been there i know but but he's been in like three movies and i feel like i should care by now yeah. Has he only been in two? He's only been in two, hasn't He's he? been in three. What? Well, he was in the first Avenger. Oh, right, right, right. First Avenger. Where we Winter got to Soldier. like him as a likable guy. Well, and and just kind of. I mean, like, I not that I didn't like him, but I didn't like... You weren't he, crushed by his death or by his yeah. apparent death? It, I, it, I've always cared about him through Steve's eyes. Yeah. I've never really cared about Bucky on his own. Right. Um, but... The moment Falcon was on the screen, I, I like like that first scene where he's racing Captain America is so <laughs> on your good. left, on your left. Uh-huh. No, you don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep, I got it on my left. So it's ju- it's just so so good, uh, and and he just seems to have a heart for it. And like, I would love to see him take up. I'd love to see him get powers for one thing. Yeah, um, and I don't know how they do that exactly, but I'd like to see him get powers. And then over, take up the mantle. Over just the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like, I can see how you're not really resonating with Bucky. Like, in the second movie, he wasn't Bucky. You know, he was the Winter Soldier. Right. And it wasn't It wasn't so much a, uh, an oh-my-God moment for it being Bucky, so much as it was an oh-my-God moment for it being Hydra. 
right hydra infiltrating shield and like completely upsetting that whole thing for and sure the political intrigue like who gives a shit about an assassin that's been frozen and thought out over the last like 60 years or yeah. whatever steve does and, steve the, and does. it's very important and that that's steve why does. you care is because steve does but you don't care on your own exactly i don't really have a big that's fair you know care for 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 bucky yet yet well, maybe maybe Infinity War will be the one to really, you know, yeah. grow his character now, a bit. In Civil War, they grew his character a little bit and gave him like but honestly, I mostly like just like his interaction with Falcon. Like them in the car, like <laughs> yeah. and, and then then just kind of te- teasing no. each other and like that's that's good stuff. That's the kind of stuff that makes you enjoy a character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'd like to see more of that, and but then you still got to differentiate him. Like, why I need to see him like he fought in a war, makes him a good guy from the beginning. Like he fought, he fought the Nazis. Yep. And now he wants to do the right thing, but we haven't really seen him like overcome his programming and talk about like wanting to save people, wanting to help people. Uh, he's not. He was. He always. He he didn't have the hardship of becoming. Uh, a soldier like um like Steve did and that hardship of of becoming a soldier is what we what endeared us to Steve in the beginning yeah um and i need to see him like want to do the right thing so hard that he's willing to sacrifice himself you know yeah and i haven't seen that out of him yet i got gotcha. you uh let's see the continuation and conclusion of this message this email uh, ultimately i think iron man and war machine go down in a blaze of glory together vision gets turned evil and is killed by the scarlet witch loki tries to trick thanos but meets his match and is killed and black widow gets rid of the red in her ledger by sacrificing herself for someone uh, keep up the good work guys love the show and jeff as a listener from south florida let me welcome you to the scratched out horrible state <laughs> i don't even know how you do a scratched out horrible uh, it's straight through text that's funny good job on that <laughs> <laughs> good job on strike through text yeah um hmm so that's a, that's a lot of a lot, a lot of stuff to chew on yeah and i think we have sufficiently chewed it yeah um we didn't chew it as much as michael keaton or kate blanchett chews their scenery but if black widow okay. sacrificed herself who does she sacrifice herself for hawkeye obviously i don't know or bruce or bruce that's hawkeye or bruce i think it bruce would be like um pay it forward kind of thing what if she i don't know like how messed up would it be if she knows bruce for some reason can't turn into the hulk right now but she knows they're gonna need the hulk and if bruce dies the hulk dies oh god and she sacrificed herself for to bruce, bring the hulk out or or just or or like there's been talk this, this is speculation too there's been some talk about there being a separation between the hulk have you heard have you seen this in one of the shots like from they get split have you seen the Gray Hulk stuff that's been going around on the internet? I don't know why we hadn't talked about this. Uh, Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> uh, there's apparently some production shot that was released from Infinity War where it's Banner with a gray hand in front of his face. I haven't seen that. Um, let me look it up. I, I, to be honest, I haven't seen it either. I've literally just been hearing people talk about it. Okay. Um, so that's this is my bad. I should have... Uh, <laughs> why are you talking about things but not like presenting? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you do the news. Um, <laughs> hold on, let's let's look this up because I've only heard stories about it. So, okay, so we pulled out the picture. It, it does appear to be some sort of gray hand around Banner's throat. 
Or going for it. Going for Banner's throat. Um, and it looks like we got Tony slash Iron Man uh, on his knees mm-hmm. behind whatever this large entity is. And um, Wong. Wong is off to the side. Looks like he's frozen. Do you remember in the Infinity War trailer, it looked like Tony was the only one moving on the street? Like, everybody else was frozen? I don't remember that. Okay. Well, it kind of looked like that. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But this looks like it's in a grassy area. Right. Um, Almost like it's in a a park or something. But I don't know. I don't know what this... I mean, it could just be that it's Thanos' hand. Sure. Absolutely could be. Very easily just be Thanos' hand. It could could be a CGI version of Thanos' hand. But there's speculation going around that it could be a Grey Hulk version that has become a separation from Banner and is attacking Banner in this moment. You know, with Benedict Wong being in the shot there, with Wong and Doctor Strange being around mm-hmm. for that, what if, to try to make everything safe, uh, they try to separate, like they use magic to separate the Hulk right. from him, but it turns out that they just make a new entity and it is the Hulk. Is a great yeah. hook. Yeah. What if they accidentally do that? It absolutely is possible. <laughs> um, anyway, I, so there's speculation about all that. Is like if they get separated, maybe they stay separated, maybe they don't. Uh, but what if it's something like crazy, like <sighs> this is a Whedon esque thing to do? What if, like, what if the Hulk and Banner can't exist without the other one existing? And the Hulk is fighting a battle for galactic. You know, freedom, and Banner is in is at risk, and to to allow Hulk to continue to fight, Natasha has to sacrifice herself to save Banner. I know that sounds convoluted, Jeez. but think about the emotional weight that would put on that would be a Banner, lot, yeah. Because like she 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 did it again, like she did it again and in a worse way. Like <laughs> she again chose the green guy, but let herself die to save me but it was all for the green guy like because he because she needed him to keep doing I what he was doing I adore you but, but we I, really need the other guy we need the other guy right now oh god As I, you can say what you will about Age of Ultron and there are some definite flaws in that movie but that I, I adore you but I need the other guy right now is one of the best moments it in is. the MCU like it's so good it's so it's so heartbreaking <laughs> I like that uh, that it was said that she uh, gets the red out of her ledger. And as I was reading that, I was like, she gets the red out of her hair by going blonde. She does. That, that's just <laughs> may, maybe that's that's maybe the that's red evidence. in her ledger. The red in her ledger. The the hair represented the red in her ledger all this time. <laughs> as she's as she's doing good deeds, her hair just becomes more and more. <laughs> yeah, it's blonde. like a Pinocchio situation, sort of. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. She, the more people she kills, the more red her hair gets. Well, y- you notice... You've been a bad girl, you- <laughs> Natasha. <laughs> I can tell. Your head is gushing red. Like, you notice when she first showed up in, in Iron Man 2, her hair was really long and curly and red. And then yeah. the next time you see her, it's noticeably shorter. Can I have one? Can I keep her? Is that what he says? No, it's, I want one. I want one. I want one. Um, her hair is noticeably shorter in Avengers 1, and then in Cap 2, it's even shorter, 
and like styled differently, straightened out and everything. And then it's even shorter in Avengers 2. And it maintains about that in uh, Cap 3. Interesting. So like her her hair is just like getting shorter and straighter. Yeah, it's retracting into her head so that she can release the blonde follicles. Yeah, she's she's being a hero, so it's like yeah, it's her progression. It's like a meter. Beginning of this, she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna be bald in this one. It's her HUD. Gonna, yeah, it's her heads up display. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Nerdy Tastic said to us on Twitter at MCU Cast, "Hey guys, just a heads up, I can't hear the voicemail at all in the case." Uh, it's nothing but dead air for that time. Dang it. Okay. I probably messed up in the editing. Um, Damn it, I Matt. Will, I will see if I can... Well, I'll try not to have that happen again. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, I'll see if we can replay that. Or just put it out as a supplemental. <laughs> hey, guys. I missed this little... This one thing of feedback. <laughs> Here's this one voicemail feedback you missed. <laughs> I might do that. <laughs> uh, just if nothing else for the comedy of it or uh, post it as a, a thing that you can download from like Facebook or something <laughs> that's fine uh, PayPi101 said to us on Twitter Adam Seacast there are a couple of jokes I need in Infinity War this is one because Gamora is the reason Nebula lost all her body parts including an eye and it's a screenshot of a conversation between Rocket and Thor <laughs> Rocket says so how'd you lose your eye and Thor says, oh, that, my sister stabbed me in the eye. And Rocket said, oh, she did that to her sister, and points at Gamora. <laughs> I feel like this movie has so much potential for comedy and seriousness. Like, so much so much potential in general. Because there's just so much built up, like, history now. I mean, this is literally... I, I don't think there's ever been a movie that had this much backstory. It's got a decade of... Well, it's got a decade of movies. Decade is, and a, then decades, decade is one thing. It's got a decade of movies and then decades within it of just story, of content. Well, that's what I mean. Like, decades is one thing, but you, you look at, like, James Bond is not a good example because it's not one continuity. They, they kind of revamp it, and they don't really go by the stories. It's not, it's not like one thing leads to the next, you know? Yeah. Um, but... Well, how many? How many are there? Twenty? How many movies are there? It's like twenty five, twenty six. Of, of 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 yeah, just straight Which, up James Bond. But that's like fifty years of James Bond, and they've made it to like twenty five, twenty six. We've been at this for ten years, uh, and Marvel has already given us twenty mo- seven, twenty movies I think it's now. Seventeen that are out. I thought it was seventeen at Guardians. Uh, oh God. Yeah, I'm not. I don't even remember now. It's somewhere between seventeen and twenty. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've got all these movies, and then tons of series. There's just never been a movie with this much backstory. And they're trying to... I would love if they do a little bit. Just a little bit. I know they've got a lot to do, but give me a frame or two that tie it into the Netflix or ABC uh, shows. Like, right. that would be... That would be really, really... Um, even if it's just like a shot of people on the street watching the world fall apart... And you give me a short shot of, you know, Fitz being one of them or something like, or or Jessica Jones and Daredevil or whatever. Like, it's seventeen at Thor Ragnarok. It'll be oh okay. It'll be nineteen at Infinity War. Wow, that's just insane. Yeah. What if they just dropped a secret movie on us? I don't think they could. <laughs> right. Like these these movies have so much notoriety. 
that there's no way that they could film them without people just flocking to wherever they are. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, where's Kevin Feige going? Where are the Russo brothers going? Where's James Gunn going? Yeah, Hell, somebody, where's Chris Evans going? But how, how great would it be if they did? Like, Oh, it would be amazing. If they, while, while filming Avengers... Say, say, so, so this is a great idea. So while filming Avengers 4, you got this big epic story. <laughs> They're shooting another movie somewhere else. They could be shooting, like, a di- very different kind of Avengers movie about, like, the characters who aren't... What they're doing while they're not doing the big scary thing, or what happens after the big scary thing, like kind of like a comedy or just like a. They could literally have like a different director because all these people are in the same city. They're already shooting their main scenes, but there's so much screen time, and they they they, they can only all be on screen so much time, and they're all hanging out in Atlanta. Like send them over to like and have them shoot like an actual like hangout buddy comedy sort of movie where they're all just like dealing with the repercussions and it dropped like a month after Avengers 3 like yeah. or Avengers 4 how cool would that be um anyway well I mean they yeah or God. drop it on Netflix or their their streaming service like you know how like Anchorman have you ever seen the Anchorman movies yeah like they came so so Anchorman 1 came out yeah then they came out with a DVD straight to DVD release called like Anchorman the Untold Story or whatever. Oh, I didn't see that. And what it is is Anchorman, the guy who who, who directed it. Uh, I forget his name. Isn't it the same guy who directed McKay directed it, right? I don't know. Who yeah, yeah, Adam McKay, I think is his name. Um Sure. Anyway, yeah, test check me on that. Um uh he he went on to direct some bigger stuff. Um Big Short, I believe. It is Adam McKay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's great. Great comedy director. But what they did to film that movie, it's almost all improv. They would write a scene, but then they would put those very funny people in the room together. Will Ferrell, uh, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd, and that other guy. <laughs> Champ. Who I can't remember his name. Uh, they put them all in a scene together. They give them the basic story, and then a lot of the stuff's just improv. Yeah. And so... It's like, this is where you're getting to... Get us there with you. They had so much funny stuff that didn't make the movie. They put out a movie that is just alternate takes that they didn't use, and they built a whole different story around the alternate takes. <laughs> and so it's basically Anchorman 1.5 or whatever. It's they shot it. It's it's just from the shoot of Anchorman, different scenes that they did a voiceover and like had like a voiceover man, but stringing together like a story and put out all these scenes. And it's really <laughs> really funny. It's almost as funny as Anchorman itself. Um, it's not as cohesive. It's a little more like feels like sketch comedy a little bit. Yeah, but uh. It's still it's super great, but you could kind of do that with like an Avengers movie. Like you like just have like <laughs> you know what happens when Star Lord just gets to go home and visit Earth for the first time. Like after he's after he saved it or whatever. Like yeah. seeing Star Lord get to just like be on Earth for a little while and like explore the world. I want more than one scene of that. You know, yeah. And maybe maybe that's Guardians Four or Guardians Three. <laughs> it gets confusing. <laughs> the numbering of these movies gets confusing because it's like. <laughs> We're hitting so many sequels. Guardians now. one, Guardians two, and then you get like an Avengers movie with Guardians in it, but it's not a Guardians three yet. Well, yeah, and then like uh, Civil War was Avengers two point five. Yeah, it felt like it for sure. Well, like Civil War had more characters in it than any other Marvel movie prior. Yeah, for sure. But it was a Cap movie. Uh huh. 
and and I, and I love that man. I love that they're they're doing that. I would really love to see just like a le- low stakes hangout movie with the Avengers. <laughs> like, don't worry, you know, like more- an expansion on the shawarma scene. Yeah, like I want more shawarma. <laughs> I just love to see those characters hang out and interact, and it's they don't get to be as like you know hang out and interacting when there's a great threat on the horizon. Yeah. Like I just want Vision to walk through the the wall and be like, "Oh, sorry, the door was open." Like, "Viz, we talked about this." <laughs> Come on, Paul Bettany, get out of here. All right, everybody. I think that's about all the feedback. So, thank you so much for joining us for the news and feedback episode this week. Uh there's a lot of good news happening. The the, the Fox deal could be for real monumental. Could be monumental to to the universe. Really could change everything. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, I believe, with Agents of Shield. Sure. Uh, and we're also gonna have some Runaways coming coming at you this week. Got a lot of stuff coming this week. And we're finally gonna get that Thor uh, feedback Ragnarok trailer. feedback. And at some point, we have to do the Punisher episode thirteen. We're gonna wrap up Punisher episode thirteen and do our Punisher feedback. But Jeff still hasn't seen it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm through episode nine. I just gotta You're watch four more. You're getting there. Uh, we got a lot. So we got a lot, a lot coming at you this week. Uh, keep your ears tuned to your podcatchers and uh, and catch the show. Until next time, true believers.